Alright, so did everybody make New Year resolutions this year? No? How come? Because I knew I wouldn't keep them. Yeah. Okay, so uh yeah, I think we, every year, a lot of people, maybe very little percentage of people don't make New Year resolutions, but a lot of people do, which is good. Then you have a goal to work on, and it's, it's, it's a good thing. But I thought it's something that I wanted to ask that because uh, what I'm going to talk about today is uh, it's a relationship um, to making resolutions and uh, so the statistics says that 50% of people who make resolutions even don't keep uh, to the January <laughs> so <laughs> And so it's like 10% of people are the ones who um, keep their resolutions uh, throughout the whole year. I think it's uh, because at the beginning when something, when we start something, we are so excited about things and we just uh, make plans and, uh, you know, fresh and so you are so into it and doing it so happy doing it but by the time goes it's not fresh anymore and it just become an action and again it's the same thing think about if you make a resolution to run a marathon or something and so first two weeks maybe three weeks okay you get up early in the morning and you jogging and doing this doing that but it just become a just a regular thing and then it's not fresh anymore and you just wake up in the morning and you're jogging and so, you know, it just become just a, an ordinary thing. So, that way we get bored with it. So, we're going to talk about a little bit about boredom today. I bet everybody experienced it and... Um, so, I think it's a good topic. So, Bikuni has some ideas too, I guess. And we talked about what we're going to talk today. And, uh, I already told her. So, oh, by the way, did you know that 31% of uh, Americans think that uh, heaven is a boring place? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thirty-one percent of them think because oh, I read this story yesterday. I, I I bet this is not an insult because this is uh, 
I'm going to use this name uh, even though we record it. Bill Gates goes to uh, heaven. Oh, he's trying to figure out where he wants to go, to heaven or hell. Okay? So now he goes to hell and he sees this cool stuff. People are so happy, you know, sunshine and a lot of beaches and people are really happy. And then he went to the heaven and people are not so happy. It's like, you know, people are playing, what do you call it? Hump, right? Hop. Hop. Harps. 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 Okay. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, oh, boring. So then he went back to again to check out the hell. And because he's so excited about this whole thing, because it's, you know, that's not what he heard. And then so this guy, whoever that took him to a tour and showing him, and then they went to a, one room and then he saw this whole cruel things like peeling off their skins and they are in pain, bleeding. And then he thought, wow, I don't want to be here. And he asked, well, I, it doesn't make sense because I saw the other side of this. People are happy, but why here um, they are so sad? Then he said, oh, it's just a demo. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> so even uh, in hell has those stuff. Uh, anyway, so boredom, something that we all experience. I think the main reason is because that uh, what we ha what happens is that when we keep when we keep when we are keep doing the same thing and we lose the interest that we have on uh, those things with everything. So it's not fresh anymore, and uh, it just become an ordinary thing. So that way, um, we become bored with things. And people use a lot, I'm alone, and I'm being bored. Uh, it's a boring book. You know, think about, there are a lot of things written on boredom, though. You can read a lot of boring books on boredom. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, boredom is something that, it's a real problem. But something that I see is that we always, when we talk about boredom, we always look that as an external thing. And the movie is boring. That book is boring. I don't think that things, ex external things, are boring. It's just a condition in our mind, with ourselves. Think about um, you and, uh, may maybe this would be me, um, you and somebody else uh, start to watch a movie, if you like, um, like. Do you like science fiction? I don't. Horror <laughs> movies. Um, so maybe you start to watch the movie and this is you thrilled with it and adrenal just kicks in and you enjoy it and you are so into it and guess what someone who don't like those stuff here does off like me and so 
think about that example that because it's not that that external thing is boring it that's your mind that you are conditioned to certain things and you expecting certain things and i like romantic movies maybe somebody else if sit down to watch a movie with me he would fall asleep and i heard a lot of people when i say i like romantic movies oh really that thing is boring but that's what that's where my interest is so anyway we uh we always tend to think that that ex- external things factors are boring but um the way i see it, thing that is that um we are being born so it's a it's a condition that uh, we have so that's why we just keep changing the things that we do and we think that that way we don't get bored with things but guess what whole life it just become a pattern and we never enjoy anything a long period of time because we get um, bored with it. it it just become a habit we always when something become ordinary and we just go to something else and uh, so as i see it <coughs> nothing becomes ordinary but it's just that our mind um become a condition to things certain way and we just um ignore the things that we have with what we do and we are not being basically mindful we are not aware of things so that's why i say every day when we see things maybe the same thing think about your work and you would say i mean you you can work 30 years the same job and not learning how to enjoy it you can just sit there complain so that means 30 years you are doing because you have to do it but you just complain about it so this is something that happens in our life and so i think it's very important to understand to enjoy things not uh changing the situation because it just become a habit and i think it's it can lead to a lot of problems too because if you can't really change the situation that way you're going to be in a lot of troubles because you really can't get what you want in order to change this the situation you are in right now and you really can't go to a something else and that way you just have to stick to what you have that's would that would be horrible and it make it can make you really stress out so boredom is um something we all experience and uh, it's a big problem i think in even in the um society so i like to hear your insight um what you have to talk about
have any ideas? Are you being bored with the subject? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you believe that boredom a lot of the time ties in with expectations? Like if you're going to watch a movie, you think it's going to be a really great movie, and then it's not? Yeah. So you're like... Oh, by the way, when you say that, um, I heard that you can go to movies and before the first 30 minutes you can get money back. Did you know that? <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. But you have to make sure before, go to before 30 minutes because it's a business, you know, they wouldn't give you money. <laughs> You're just full of information. <laughs> I know. I know. Where have you been? Sounds like John Tash So, this is the thing. And I heard this person that he went to seven movies at the same day and he didn't like anything. So that's what can happen. So you just keep saying, changing the situation, but you're not going to enjoy anything. And you don't see the message of it, and you don't see anything good with anything. So it's, it's, it's the nature of the boredom. So, what, so what's your antidote to it? What do we do about it? I have no clue. <laughs> that's, that's what I even want to talk about it. I think, actually, I think you were on to something because if you set up, like you, like you said, I think it's going to be this way, but just because it's not doesn't mean there's not, like you said, some other message. So if you're yeah. not open to saying, yeah, we're well, not open to a different experience. Yeah, like, oh, okay, well, maybe it wasn't that, but it was this, you know, and maybe that's, maybe it's because we want everything just the way we want it. Yeah. That we're not open to maybe we could get something else out of it even though it wasn't what we expected. That's what I found early on and even now, and maybe it lasts forever in my meditation practice. When you sit on the cushion and you have expectations, you can be in trouble. You know what, though? <laughs> I have to give you all a gift by doing this practice, because of doing this practice, because I read about... Uh, I was trying to find some information online, and then I saw a lot of people, the idea that they have about practice meditation, and they think it's really boring. Mm -hmm. Sitting and counting your breath, watching your breath. It could be. Yeah, I mean, if you really... If you lose the purpose, if you don't keep the purpose in mind, then it does become boring. You, you, there's no... And even like you said, like uh, uh, New Year's resolutions, we get really excited envisioning ourselves at this point, as if, you know, like, I'm going to get in shape, and you envision yourself as something, you're probably never, you know, going to get there anyway. But you don't enjoy the journey. Yeah. That becomes boring, and a lot of times that keeps people from reaching their goal. They give up. Yeah, you know, I, that's, that's what surprised me about meditation, because when I first started, I go, but this is, this is bound to be the most boring thing in the world, but it, it, it really surprised me that it's not boring, and I'm still, I can't figure out exactly why it's not boring, but it, it's not. <laughs> I think because when you into the practice that you always see it as fresh because you see that freshness every day. It's every day, it's... it's it's a new experience, for me at least. I've been, I've been kind of thinking that the reason it's not boring is because, um, kind of like what you were saying about expectations, is that 
you don't want anything when you when you meditate. You don't have any desires for anything, and you keep everything really all your wants very very low and your expectations. And if you don't, then you, for some reason, you don't get bored. I don't. I I have uh, I clean windows for a living, and uh, I was getting bored with it, and I wanted to do something else. And I talked to a uh, airline. Yeah, and a comparison too, because we tend to think that, oh, what he does is really cool, awesome. What I do is not really interesting. But I don't know. I don't think I would ever want to be a pilot, because when you go into these clouds and you don't see anything, and that was like 14, 15 hours. It's really boring. You don't see anything. And I was coming here and I was open the window, nothing, you, you don't see anything. And like, again, trying to sleep, you can't sleep, open the thing again, and you don't see anything. Yeah, the pilot said that uh, flying was um, 10 minutes of sheer terror, and the rest of it is all boredom. <laughs> yeah. And so I think, you know, we, we always compare with other people and we think what, what they do is really interesting. But, but it's not when you really talk to them. And they think what you do is really cool. It's like my monk life, you know. People think, wow, what you do is really good. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> And sometimes I, I think that too. I wonder like what causes the shift in you, you know, that that before so many of the same things you'd get so bored at and now you're not so bored and then and maybe it's that we're you know also not trying to control everything so much too. Maybe the, our, with more of our practice, you know, we're not trying to control our environment and everything maybe as much as we used to. I don't know if that's part of it too. Yeah. Yeah, that's what um, that he had said he was going to talk about boredom, and I just read something Noah Levine said, and he said uh, for years his meditation was boring and painful, which I could relate to. A lot of, you know, just totally. But he said, but then that, that transformed into something else. But it took years of that feeling, that boredom, before that happened. But then it trans. Then it became. Then meditation became a gift. But it took just doing it and being bored and in pain for a long time before, like what I think you're saying, like something switches in us. It becomes a different experience. It's nice that we're lucky enough to be able to pursue that and keep that uh, fortitude to do it while it's so boring. You know? Right, because if we didn't, then it's gone. Then we lose the opportunity altogether. Like he's saying, if we have to switch around and jump around. Yeah, I don't think that. I think, in, especially in Western culture, with this all these 
you know, um, material things, and uh, we have this so much input. We are bombarded with this, you know. When you take a think about a day and how many, a lot of things, but by the end of the day, we are not happy with things, and we always have something to complain. And so when you get conditioned to this idea, and when you make that pattern, you can watch hundred TVs, hundred, there are more than that channels, you can see all these channels, but none of those would make you happy. I experience so, that all the time. It's just... <laughs> through all those channels, there's nothing to watch. Think about... And I'm like, why am I even sitting in front of this thing? Turn it off. Julie? Well, it makes me think of what Banti said about gratitude. I mean, I think that's that's the antidote. That you're you could be just washing dishes, but you've got hot water and you've got food that you ate on them. And I don't, you know, if you can stop and be mindful, you don't have to go too far. Because we are so lucky. I mean, yeah, be mindful that we're blessed. What we're what we're doing most of the time in the in the Western Western world yeah you know like washing dishes that's true you know um, like what, what Bill said too is that when you try to control when you're washing dishes like you're trying to control how quickly you do it you, you're, you're worrying about time and you're stressing yourself out then it's it's not um, enjoyable but if you you don't try to control anything when you when you wash the dishes and and just leave yourself open and to enjoy it then it's, it's, it's a lot better and you don't get bored like you were saying exactly I mean, when I was a kid, that was my job at home, and I hated it so bad. But once I would start doing it, it, there was a big window in front of the the sink, and I enjoyed watching out the window. You know, I would see things out the window—birds, animals, whatever—and that then it became like a mindful experience. And back then, I had no idea what that meant, but it really was. Yeah, when we think about when when we always talk about. Washing dishes, why always comes to me, my mind is my mom, because I never heard she complains about washing dishes, dishes, because she doesn't have, she does not have a dishwasher. dishwasher, so she did not have tap water, so she has to go to a well, well, and brings water, and she has to be careful with her water because. She can't go back and forth bring a lot of water. And she would bring a, you know, a big pot. And then, so I never heard that she complains um, in my life that about uh, doing dishes. But I think uh, it's just because we have this so much input when you think about it. But my, when, like, 17, 18 years ago, my mom didn't have that much input. We didn't have a t television, we didn't have a radio, and we didn't have cell phones. And the whatever that she did, I think she enjoyed it, and she wasn't in a rush to you know to switch to the uh, the other thing. And she, she's she always uh, went with an you know, her pace, is that what you call it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, on her pace. At her so. own pace. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
your mom, you talk to your mom, you, does she want to come here and visit, or? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, any, anything else? Um, I really think it's about, <clears throat> once you can really drop the judgments about whether or not it's good or bad, and just be with it, then that's really, it's really about dropping the judgments about saying, well, this is a good thing, this is a bad thing, this is a good thing, it's a bad thing, it's a good thing, you know, and find that middle ground and say, this is what it is, and I, I really like those bubbles, and it's really nice, and feeling it against your hands, and looking at, and seeing things that, if you're making judgments, you can't see. You can't see those things if you're making judgments about things, because you're missing it. Somewhere else, you know. My mother used to teach me how to iron, you know, smooth out the clothes. Mm -hmm. And uh, since I've uh, grown older, I've been ironing anything, so I went back to ironing and I felt like, oh, I'm doing this wrong. This shirt is going to look terrible when I'm done. So, uh, thank you very much, and uh, just think about it. And so every time when I give a speech and that people think that there should be a conclusion, but I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my way of thinking, because there is always to think about. You give us things to think about. We might be way to come up with our own conclusion, right? Exactly. You are on your master. So you're not going to tell us what boredom really is? <laughs> I think that is, that is the boredom. <laughs> yeah, just um, I want you to think about it and we can have another discussion about boredom. Um, I think what you can, what, how I deal with it is that um, being mindful. And I have a lot of things going on, but I try not to complain about things. But sometimes I fail, but come back to practice again and, you know, it just go back and forth and we have to figure that out. Because no matter what, you have to learn to enjoy what you have to do because it's just the way it is. And there is no way that you can escape from uh, things <coughs> that you have. So changing the situation is not really an answer. So you have to stick to what you have and enjoy. Have to learn to enjoy things. So I think that's what I've been doing to deal with. I really don't feel boredom because I think I remember <coughs> once my one of my friends told me, son, you are boring. So <laughs> I think that it's a quality that I have. 
<laughs> so I really don't think I have a big problem with it. It kind of touches on what I think about sometimes with boredom. Some people have to have something to do all the time to be entertained. And I think a lot of it has to do with being with yourself. It's very difficult sometimes. You have to realize that you, you don't want to focus on yourself and your own mindfulness, so you go off and do something else. <clears throat> That's a problem I had. Yeah. So I think when you, re when you, <coughs> when you understand that, it's like uh, <coughs> enlightened people. Because they always, it says that they, they were always happy. Because they did not change the situation. People have a really hard time. Well, when you were enlightened and you're not going to have this desire, you're not going to have that desire, then what are you going to do? So, they're not trying to do the pattern that we do. So they just enjoy whatever they have. So I think that makes sense. When he explained about these people, he says they only have actions. So they don't create karma. Means they don't have expectations. When they, when they do things, they don't have these desires like that we have. So they just bathe it. And they're just being with, you know, they, that's how, who they are, so they're happy, not being judgmental. Thank you very much, and uh, announcements?